because uh, we are getting set free. And each week during this series, we, we kicked it off on Easter. And I don't know, we got plans. We may make this a whole summer of freedom because each week we are getting more and more free and entering into the radical freedom that Jesus purchased for us with his blood on the cross. So um, every area of our lives uh, he wants to touch and set free. So today, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about, we're talking about remote controls. Yes, we're talking about being set free from being overwhelmed, right? So maybe you're a mom and this you can relate to, but maybe you're not a mom and you know what it feels like to be overwhelmed. So everything that we talk today, um, if you're a mom, this applies to you. If not, you just put it in your, uh, your own context, and that's what we're going to do. We talked about being overwhelmed and God's solution for that back in uh, about three years ago. But if you've been overwhelmed once or twice since 2016, uh, maybe it's time for a refresher. So uh, some of this sounds familiar to you, that's why. Now, you don't have to be a mom to take an occasional uh, visit to the land of overwhelmed. But moms, I will tell you, have a season pass, right? Now, moms don't occasionally hitch a ride on the struggle bus. It is their primary form of transportation, right? And so we want to be kind to our moms. In fact, if you've, if you've ever been a mom, uh, see if this relates to you. I was in Denver this week and tailgated uh, a car that had a sticker and, and got real close. So, uh, and, and see if you would agree with this. Okay, we're, we're going we're gonna to change this. No, let's do the first one. Okay, let's change the batteries. It's, I've lost my mind, and I'm pretty sure my kids took it. Not, not certain, but I'm pretty sure. Next one. See if you can relate. If I ever go missing, please follow my kids. They can find me no matter where I hide. Thank you. And if you're hiding a lot, well, we got something else to talk to you about. I don't want to sleep like a baby. I just want to sleep like my husband. Right? How about that awkward moment when you're not sure if you actually have free time or if you're just forgetting something, something important, right? How about this? Whoa, let's go back. My child will walk right past their dad who's sitting on the couch to come to the bathroom, knock on the shower door, and ask me to help them open a bag of fruit snacks. True? Okay. We feel your pain. We do. Um... We have a son, Tommy. He's 30 now. Um, he's, uh, he's a dad of two. Uh, so happy Mother's Day, Jess. Um, but when he was little, when he was like in kindergarten, they, you know, kids get into these conversations about their parents and they brag on, yeah, well, my dad, yeah, well, my mom, yeah. He shut it down. He said, yeah, my mom can fix her hair in the rearview mirror while she steers the car with her knees. That was it, baby. The kid whose dad was an astronaut? Uh-uh. Got a little lecture. 
on child safety in the car when we picked him up. <laughs> but being overwhelmed, being overwhelmed, whether you're a mom or not, is, you know, we're, we're laughing about it, but it's not. It's not fun. It feels like you're being buried and, and, and there's this pressing and, and crushing weight on you. I mean, everything feels like it's crashing down. In fact, um, the word overwhelmed comes from the 15th century in England and they used it to, to talk about a ship, uh, a ship that is being, uh, having waves crash over it. In fact, if, if you've ever seen the last scene of, of the perfect storm, that's, that's it. You are the boat, right? And this gigantic wave comes over. That's what it feels like. So if your mom, who is intimately associated with the feelings of being overwhelmed, or if you're a person who knows what it means to be overwhelmed, there's, there's great news for you. Because God wants to set you free from being overwhelmed. Jesus wants to set you free from that. And that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. So, don't want to feel like that. Don't want to feel like that. And it's kind of, it's sad that a word that was used to describe ships that are going down is now something that we commonly use to describe our lives. And the danger is that being overwhelmed, you know that it paralyzes you mentally, emotionally, physically, socially, spiritually, because that's all you got is what's crashing down on you. And, and that is, that takes your joy, it steals that from you, it steals your focus, it makes you not a fun person to be in the same zip code with, let me just say that, and you don't want it either, you don't want it either, but here's, here's what we have, being overwhelmed, I want to say this, you're going to think I'm crazy, being overwhelmed can actually be a good thing, you and I were meant to be overwhelmed. And before you think I've gone completely crazy, track with this, okay? Now I'm doing it too much. The secret, wait. You were meant to be overwhelmed. The secret to not being overwhelmed by the pressures of life is to decide, and if you have your worksheet, you want to circle decide, is to decide to be overwhelmed by the presence of Jesus. You are going to be overwhelmed by something. It's either your life, the demands, the expectations, the pressures, or you can be overwhelmed with the overcomer, okay? Which sets you free from being overwhelmed by pressure, okay? That's true. One of the most important words in that sentence is decide. You and I have to make a conscious decision as soon as we feel the pressure coming that we're going to decide to be overwhelmed by Jesus over and over and over again in Scripture. You're going to see this pattern. And I want you and I to see this pattern in our lives so that we could take action and decide to be overwhelmed by Jesus. Here's the pattern. I call it the anatomy of rescue. First, you have the overwhelming situation. No problem, Tom. Got number one covered. 
right? You got that, no problem. But number two, that's the person, that's you, that's me, who decides to focus on Jesus so we can be overwhelmed by him. Three is Jesus' power, his love, his presence, his goodness. It overwhelms you, right? If you invite him to do that, if you press into that, he overwhelms you. And what's the result is number four, the situation, the pressures may or may not change. May or, the circumstances may or may not change. You may be having them, you're just not under them, right? The situation loses its power to intimidate and it gives way to peace. If that sounds too good to be true, stick around. That is exactly what God is like. Maybe, maybe, maybe the odds are against you. Maybe you feel like you're facing threats and pressures and challenges, something breathing down your neck that you either have to swat down, push back, uh, defeat, deal with, or it is going to consume you. If that's where you are, um, maybe, moms, it can be balancing the demands of uh, home and work and differing expectations and needs that exceed your waking hours. Maybe it's the fact that you think that you could try harder and try harder and try harder, but you may not ever be enough. Maybe. Maybe it's that, and maybe it's just the relentlessness of being needed by so many people without end. People that you love. The relentlessness of being needed to the point where even a trip to the bathroom alone would feel like a vacation, right? Well, that is, we have good news for you. If you're feeling vulnerable, then you might be overwhelmed. And I want to I share with you uh, a story from God's Word that is great hope for moms, great hope for all of us. It's from 2 Kings chapter 6. If you want to read the whole thing, that whole, that whole chapter, man, is you get in seven great stories. But the, here's, here's one. The king of Syria hates Israel, right? So he's always trying to attack Israel. Um, so he's plotting all the time, but he, he's bad at it. He's really bad at it because every time he tries to attack and capture and take over and all, the armies of Israel find out what his plot is ahead of time somehow, and they always do whatever they have to do to, to completely defeat the king of Syria. So the king of Syria thinks he knows what's going on, that somebody in his ranks is a traitor. So he's saying, who is leaking the secrets? Who's the traitor? And that's where we pick it up. And one of his servants says, no, 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 none, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, God's man, right, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. <gasps> he said some things in his bedroom that he don't want repeated. But God's man, Elijah, hears from God the things that the king of Syria is plotting, tells 
the king of Israel and the armies. And they either aren't where they're supposed to be or they do something and they escape. And this doesn't make the king very happy at all. So now the focus is not on just Israel. It's finding this guy. Right? We're going to find out where Elisha is. We're going to storm him. I'm sending a whole army. We're going to find out where he lives, and, and we're going to camp out. So here's what he does. He sends the whole army to not just circle his house, but the whole village. Right? He's got the whole at night so that in the morning when Elisha wakes up and walks out of his house, boom, they got him. That's the setup. So here's, here's what happens. When the servant of the man of God rose. Now, this is the servant of Elisha who goes out of the house first. If this is you being overwhelmed, if you're overwhelmed, this is you, the servant. Okay, this is me. He rose early in the morning and went out. Now, this is not in the scripture, but I imagine he's going out to Starbucks for a venti. Uh, caramel macchiato, light whip, half foam, half calf, please. So he's going out, and behold, which means, whew, look at this, an army with horses, and this is Assyrians, right? And chariots was all around the city, and they're all staring at this dude. And, and the servant, like, he's leaning in the door. He's, Alas, my master! What shall we do? <laughs> That's putting it politely, right? What are we going to do? So that is being overwhelmed. You got nothing. He's probably in his robe, right? You got an army. You know what this feels like, moms. You know what this feels like. This is the to-do list that doubles every time you look at it. And you don't know what happened. This is you at home. And the pot is boiling over on the stove. And it's something that, that, that fuses to the stove. So you're panicked. But there is one child who is eating the cat food out of the bowl. <laughs> while the second child draws a face tattoo with a red sharpie. And the third child is emptying the contents of your purse into the toilet so that he can flush it. And the really strange thing is, you only have two children. That's overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed. That's where he is. But then, that's the servant. Elisha comes out and he says, do not be afraid. This is, this, is, this is a game changer. Do not be afraid. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Ooh, that's so good. If this was like a Liam Neeson movie, can't you hear him saying that? Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And they have a particular set of skills. Right? Oh, that's, that's, that's the hasta la vista, baby. That is it. Can't you see the servant saying, I don't know. I'm not exactly a rocket surgeon, but uh, on the us side, I'm seeing me 
and I'm seeing you. And uh, quick math in my head, I get two. We got thousands of heavily armed guards, like in the army. So I'm thinking, maybe you're just not with it yet. We have two people. We have the servant and we have the prophet. Same threat. Same threat. Completely different response. Same physical reality. Both wake up to the same thing. One is panicking, pulling his hair out, being overwhelmed. You know the feeling. The other is pouring himself another cup of coffee. Same circumstances. Same circumstances. We get to choose which one we're going to be. Then, then, then Elisha pulls the trump card right here. Verse 17. Elisha prayed and said, Oh Lord, please, he's speaking about his servant, right? Please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord, in response to his prayer, opened the eyes of the young man, the servant, and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. That's where the, uh, the name of that famous movie came from. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, you don't see the striking physical resemblance. I get it. I get it. He saw, and behold, there are thousands upon thousands of heavily armed angels surrounding the army that is trying to surround Elisha. When you see in faith, you know the truth of what Elisha prayed. That there is a reality that cannot be seen, that is available to you, that is available to me if we are in Jesus Christ, that transforms how we respond to overwhelming circumstances. And that is being overwhelmed by an overwhelming God. And that's a blessing. That's a blessing. So it reminds me of a song. Um, Michael W. Smith. See, you're in a really tough place because there's no 1030 service. So I'm thinking, man, baby, we just go to lunch. No, I ain't doing that to you. I ain't doing that to the mother of my household. I'm not. Here's Michael W. Smith wrote a song kind of recently, a couple of years ago. Um, and I debated whether it was, like, like I make the decision, right? Whether it was a real song or not, uh, because all the lyrics could be written down on a postage stamp twice, right? Now, some of you young people are not tracking with me. Um, a postage stamp is something <laughs> that we used to use to send letters. We would write with, with our hands, cursive. Uh, okay, later. But so, the, so, so he wrote, but the, the, it's a great, the, the, the lyrics are great. Here's, here's how it goes. He starts off with these words. This is how I fight my battles, right? This is how I fight my battles, right? Have you heard it? This is how I fight my, and, and he sings that 87 times. So, look, I, I think I underestimated because one time, 
really. He, I, I heard the song was on the radio, um, but I decided I needed a shower, and I took it out, and I got dressed. I came down. He said, this is how I fight my battle. No. So, but, so he, they, how he fights his battles, apparently, is, is he's going to delay the, 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 the battle. No. He gets to the point. Here's, here's the rest of the lyrics. Here's how he's going to fight his battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. He sings that for 42 minutes. But that truth, that's it. It may look, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm overwhelmed, but I'm, I'm overwhelmed by you, God. This stuff is going to come and go, win or lose, clean or dirty, on time or late. But I got you, and you got me, and you got this. And I am overwhelmed by the reality of your presence. That's it. That's it. I can either be overwhelmed by the threat or I can be overwhelmed by Jesus. And I, this is how I fight my life. Right? This is how I fight and win the battles. This is how I do it. This is how you do it. This is how people in Christ do it. We're overwhelmed by him. Back to our story. Okay, Elisha, the servant, the army, the, the big army, right? How are we going to do this? What's the difference? What's the difference between Elisha and the servant? Because this is what we have to put into play, right? The servant reacted to what he saw in the physical. Elisha rested in whom he believed. When you're overwhelmed, you must decide, decide that you're going to walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith and not by... Sometimes the struggle, it feels like an attack, does it not? Like there's an army, you're being attacked on this front and on that front, you're surrounded, right? God knows, God cares, God has you. He is more than enough for the more than enough that's in your life of needs. He is more powerful, he is more gracious, he is more long-suffering, he is more everything. For you, for you. Jesus is already in your future making a way for you and waiting to show himself strong on your behalf when you make your hope in your heart truly his. But we have to do three things, okay? We're gonna do three things and then we're gonna tie it up and land the plane. Here we go. First thing, we got to look up. We got to look up. That's what Elijah called his servant to do. You got to look up, walk by faith, not by sight. Work by faith, not by sight. Clean up a thousand Cheerios in three different rooms by faith, not, okay, by sight too, but yeah. But you know what I mean? You're just going to see that which cannot be seen and rest in the promise of the reality of God's presence and his power for you. And, and the way that the Apostle Paul said is set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are here on the earth. Let me show you what that looks like. Because when we set our mind on, on things here, the threat, right? It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I, I have this. Let's, let's pretend like the blue side. Kristen, can I borrow you? Yeah, okay. Just stand up. Come up, come up here. It's like, like a pro mom, okay? This is, this is the threat. 
right? And you focus on it, and as it comes, how much bigger is the threat getting? Oh, I'm not going to hit you in the face. No, I'm not going to. Can, can you see a whole lot other than the threat? No. No. And what's the reaction to that? Fear of the pastor, like, like you know, but no. That it's just so big, and it takes our vision, and it takes our heart. And, and the reaction is feeling overwhelmed and stressed. If you set your mind on things that are above, if this red side is Jesus and, and you focus on him, it gets closer and closer. He gets bigger and bigger so that he fills your whole field of vision, right? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Right. You've done very well. Yes. Here's a parting gift. Yes. Look, in a very simple way, that's a deep spiritual truth. Because when he gets so big that you can see nothing else, that's not a, an optical illusion. That is you tapping into the reality of his love and his presence. At that moment, you are seeing things as they truly are. At the other moment, eh, not so much. So we got we to gotta fix our eyes. We got to look up. That's what we're going to do to be overwhelmed by Jesus. Number two, you don't have to just look up. You have to pair up, right? Uh, the servant needed his buddy, Elisha, to get him to look up. To, so we need to pair up. That's what we do here. That's why we gather on Sundays. That's why we get together. Hey, uh, moms, if you have littles and, and you're not part of mobs, mothers of preschool, you ought to be because, man, they pair up and they encourage one another. Um, you got to be a mom and you got to have kids because that's part of the name, right? But if you're not, there's other stuff like you, you, we do life groups and we're getting ready to launch those. And if you haven't signed up, we need each other. We did a whole series on this. I need us, right? We do. We need each other to say, hey, hey, you're looking at the wrong thing. Look up. Let me encourage you. I, I want you to know the hope that you have. I want you to know and focus on the God that, come on, you did this for me. I'm doing this for you. That's what we're going to do. Husbands, in your house, this is your role too. Because mothers, moms fight the battle every day. You get your wife. Look up. I'm going to remind you of all that, that you have in, in Christ. I'm going to remind you by, by being on the front line of defense, right, for you. But we want to pour into our wives and encourage them and say, look up, look up. That's what we got to do. Look, two Fridays ago, so uh, I'm on a business trip in Denver, and she came with me. And, and this Saturday thing that was... Uh, we had this event, and I was supposed to speak, and I'm nervous, and I had to do all this stuff, and, and there's this technology thing that Mariah came and, and, and bailed me out of, but, uh, like, things were melting down, like, technologically and emotionally. I'm tired, and, and it, oh, there's a lot at stake the next day, and, and Shri just loves it. Hey, hey, look up. Look up. Your God, who has never failed you, is not going to fail you. He brought you. You know, all the truths, all the truths of who he is and who he will continue and always be for me. That's what we need to do for them. 
Look, if you're a single mom, if you're a widowed mom, that's, man, that's the church. We need to be doing that for you. We need to be encouraging you. We need to be that family. So, so press in and give us the opportunity. Okay, so we're not just going to look up. We're, we're, we're not just going to pair up. We're going to pray up. Now, if you were here with us last week, we hit this one hard. So you're already praying an hour a day. So this should be no problem, right? So we're going to pray up. In, in fact, here's the prayer, and we're putting it in the context of what Elisha prayed for the servant. We pray this for ourselves. We pray this for our spouses. We pray this for our friends. We pray this for our children. Lord, please open my eyes. Lord, pre- please open their eyes that I, that they may see your power, your nearness, your love. Open my eyes. I want to be that one that's focused on you. Here's the bottom line as we boil this down. The way not to be overwhelmed by the pressures of this life is to be overwhelmed by the presence and power of Jesus Christ. You will be overwhelmed by something. It's either going to be the pressures and threats against you, the expectations and, re- and responsibilities on you, the fear and insecurity of what may happen to you, or the God who is for you. And that is true whether you're a husband, a wife, a young person, an old person, a, a single, a married. It does not matter. That is true. It's your decision. It's not enough to just admit that you and I struggle with being overwhelmed sometimes. There are people who will spend their entire lives being overwhelmed who will admit that much. It is making the decision that we're going to do something different because we have a God who transcends is over all of that and in us and adores you as if you were the only one. You and I need to decide to do something about it. Jesus knew this, so so he gave us a way. He gave us a way. He said, come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden. I put that word overwhelmed because people who work and try and are burdened and exhausted, they're overwhelmed. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm going to lift that off. Look right at me. It doesn't matter how much help is there for you if you don't take it. It doesn't matter how good God is if you don't know it. It doesn't matter how near he is if you don't see him. It doesn't matter how powerful he is if you don't rest in him. So that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. And Jesus says, come to me. All who labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. You come to me. You transfer your burdens to me. And when you do that, as soon as you feel it, as soon as you feel I'm starting to get over, you transfer that over to Jesus. He says, okay, because then the pressure and the tension that was on you, it's on me now where it belongs. See, I manage your life, and I'm really, really good at it. So don't try to do that. Try to trust 
You see, come to me and I will give you rest from being overwhelmed. Last week we talked about the truth um, in, in Peter, that in Peter, Peter's letter. He said, cast all your cares upon Jesus. Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Same thing. Same thing. We talked about that. He cares for you. How much does he care for you? Since all the things that could overwhelm you, your stress, your responsibilities, your sin, the, the brokenness of the world, the, the, I, I'm, give them to me. I'm taking them, and I'm taking them to the cross. I'm taking them upon myself, and there I will let them destroy me, crush me, so that they don't have to crush you. And then, in our place, he does that for us. And then rises to new life so, so I can give you new and bulletproof everlasting life with me. Free. Set free from all the things that I purchased for you. With my suffering. With my death. With my resurrection. With my blood. It's better than many of us realize what he's done for us. It's better still for those of us who realize it than the way that we practice life on a day-to-day -day basis. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. You're going to have trouble because it's broken just like you are. That's why I came to, to redeem it, right? Making all things new. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. Don't be overwhelmed. Why? Because I have overcome the world. That very thing that threatens to overwhelm you, I have overcome it. So be overwhelmed by the overcomer. And you will have freedom like you have never known. But this decision, my friends, we have to make a thousand times a day until we only have to do it a hundred times a day. Till we only have to do it. Because it's just second nature. That's how I walk by faith. You need to be flying by faith by that. My mom's, my heart, God's heart is for you. Who is, you are pouring out into people, into children, into relationships into expectations and needs and people who are leaning on you and counting on you and husbands. Many of us are more kids for you. And um, who is pouring into you? Who is pouring into you? Jesus wants to fill you. And, 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 and when we're overwhelmed with him, he fills us to overflowing. That's what, that's what we want for you. So I wrote this. The heart that comforts your children needs comfort itself. The hands that hold your family and your sanity together also need to be held. The kiss that heals every boo-boo and hurt needs that healing kiss too. And the one who dries every tear and calms every fear needs her tears dried and her fears erased too. The one whose hugs erase worries and hold your children until they find rest and sleep, also needs to be held and comforted into rest and sleep. When that doesn't happen, you get overwhelmed. 
But why be overwhelmed by struggles when you can be overwhelmed by your Savior? That's what's on the table for you. There's no shame in being exhausted. There's no shame in being overwhelmed. Just don't stay there. It doesn't matter if you're not a mom. Some of you are in the place where you're being overwhelmed by Jesus, like this guy I know about. You can't be overwhelmed by him until you know him personally. And, and, and this is the time where he's happy. He's happy to meet you. He lives to meet you. He wants to know you and love you forever. So if that's where you are, come, talk to one of us. We got some people that are praying in the back. They'll stand up. I'm going to be up here in the front. I'll pray with you. Jeremy and Natalie, if you guys would be in in that corner. We got some time to do business with God. Don't leave here without being overwhelmed by how good he is and how much he loves you. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Love you. You come and